Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. And this is a podcast where you get to step into the life of a caregiver who acknowledges that things are rough, that they're struggling, that things are not working like they had planned, and they want to rewrite their caregiving story. They want answers to those tough situations that leave them feeling defeated, that have them questioning, is this something I can really do? Is this something I should be doing? And they're just lost and they don't feel equipped and don't understand really how to provide the care that is needed for their loved one. So that's where you've landed today at Finding a Foothold. Here on this podcast, we want you to find your niche for caregiving. Every caregiver is writing a story that only they can write. You know, we're walking parallel with other caregivers who are on the same journey as they're caring for loved ones who have the same diagnosis that you may have. They have maybe caring for someone who's had a stroke, dealing with someone who may have had an amputation, has had just multiple health issues, and maybe even diagnosed with uh, dementia. Alzheimer's, and they have very similar challenges that you have. And here on the Finding the Foothold, it is a great place where you can learn from other caregivers who have similar struggles that you have. But it's also a place where you get to find what will work for you. So for those who don't know, I am Consuela, an occupational therapist. And with 27 years as an occupational therapist, I have worked with many, many caregivers. And I've worked with many caregivers in their home settings. Well, I have traveled from home to home for years and provided hands-on training to, number one, the patient, the person who has sustained the illness or the injury. And also included with that is the training to the caregiver who must assist individuals as they recover or, unfortunately, as they continue to progress or regress in, in a disease or in the aging process. So as an occupational therapist, I am looking for ways that can make life easier for both the caregiver and the care recipient. And in the last couple of years, with the onset of the pandemic, I have also broadened my uh, scope of reach to reach in those same caregivers and care recipients via teleservices. 
where I get to virtually meet you, get to virtually see those issues, get to virtually see the environment and just hear your heart and see what those struggles are and those challenges are and working with individuals as we're problem solving to make those everyday occupations, which are those tasks that you must do every day, making those easier. Looking at how the day gets started, all of the activities that are built into the day, and starting to just taking a look at all of those tasks that are being performed and formulating techniques and strategies and recommending equipment that can make those tasks easier. So as an occupational therapist, I am so privileged to be able to see the lives of individuals transform. And it's just such a privilege to be able to see caregivers develop days that are less stressful, less painful, that are just easier to maneuver. And I want to see that happen for all caregivers, that you come to a place where you're saying, look, I can't do it the way I'm doing it, and I need help finding the easier, safer, most efficient way, providing the care that needs to be provided to my loved one, while also being mindful of my health and the things that are important to my life. You know, I always am such an advocate for the caregiver, always advocating the need for self-care in a caregiver's life. And what that just simply means, finding that time to take care of yourself. In the midst of caring for your loved one, it is just so important that you learn to also take care of yourself and finding that time to take care of yourself. But also, how can you find that time to build in things to take care of you, the caregiver, when you feel that there's no time available for that? And that's where occupational therapy comes in. My desire is to fine-tune your day, make you so efficient at doing task and learning how to set limits on where you cannot continue to do a task, setting boundaries with your care recipient, setting boundaries with your family on where your limits are and how you can provide the care. And with the time that you can recapture, my desire is for you to turn that time into time for you. It sounds like that's just too easy because it can be, but it involves a change of your approach to how you feel that caregiving should be provided. So stay tuned. I want to today introduce you to uh, a client of mine, uh, and we'll call her Katie. And, 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 my, and it's been my pleasure to get to know her and work with her over several, several months as she began to get a new lease and a new perspective on being a primary caregiver to her husband, whom she has cared for for almost a decade. So stay tuned as I introduce Katie, and I'll tell you about her and take you through how we address various issues and how she's arriving at a point in her caregiving, that she is ready to transition to another level of care as she's caring for her husband. So stay tuned. So let me tell you about Katie. And I, I call her friend because of the, the relationship that we have developed over the years. And I'll say that, I'll just start by 
telling you about them. They are both 62 years old. And I met them probably five years ago. So I'll tell you, Katie's husband's name is Stuart. And Stuart and Katie have have been married for years. I, I would probably say since early 20s. They have three children, two adult sons and a, an adult daughter, and I think maybe five grandchildren. But when I first met them, I, I learned about their, their relationship, how they met, and all just how they were always just a really close family, a very solid marriage. Stuart had been a employee uh, at a local plant for years, a very hard worker. Loved working, loved being a softball t-ball coach, football coach with his young boys as they grew and, in you know, just as they were even just young boys and he just developed a love for those games and assisted in those areas as they transitioned through those different leagues as little boys often do and going to, into high school and college. I mean, the plaques on the wall, the the trophies, all of the things, being very active in his son's lives as they were really good ball players. And I got to hear a lot of those stories about how things used to be. And Katie, I didn't get to meet as much in the beginning because she worked. Katie uh, is uh, and still is employed, but she's looking for retirement in the next year or so. But just being employed at the a local hospital full time. She she was determined to hold on to our marriage and hold on to the relationship that she and her husband Stewart had after Stewart had a stroke in his early fifties, where he left him severely impaired on his left side. And while he was uh, no longer able to work, he was able to still walk with a, a cane. And he was still able to do basic things for himself, but he was no longer able to drive, but was able to stay home and, you know, do basic things for himself, which allowed his wife to continue to work. Now, I got to know this couple maybe uh, with Stuart being home maybe three years. And at that time, they had adjusted well. And Stuart was, was doing fine. I mean, as well as could be in the environment that they had created to allow him to be safe. So me on the picture, I arrived after one of the times when, when Stuart had a, a bladder infection, I do believe, and it really wiped him out. And I was consulted to come in along with the physical therapist as well. So he had OT and PT in there to help to restore his strength and get him back to that level where he could remain at home and allowing the wife to return to work. So. That occurred, and that's where I initially got to meet the couple. Fast forward a couple of years, I got another referral. And, you know, and in between that time, I had kept in touch with this couple just because there's just some people that I would just check in on, just see how things were going. And we'd talk. <laughs> it's just like she needed to let things out. And, you know, she would tell me how things were going, but yet telling me that things were getting rough but that she was managing things and things were getting along fairly well. So I've always admired her for being there for her husband, always knowing that it was a, you know, it's a tough decision. And it always makes me think, would I do the same? And in my heart, I know 
I, I, I know beyond a doubt that I would give my best at trying to see if I could care for my husband at home if something were to ever happen to him. And I admired her for it, but I've always known that it was an individual decision, that it was her decision. And when it time comes for me to make that decision, that I hope that I would be able to make the decision that would be best for me. And then the I had the unfortunate pleasure of getting to be back into their life close again when Stuart had a fall. Stuart fell in the home and required a hip replacement. And me revamping how the environment is set up because now Stuart is definitely, look, he's a little bit older and right now he's maybe a little bit heavier than what he was. And things are just a little bit more challenging for Stuart. And it is at that point, wife knows. And I sort of just sort of confirmed it with her that Stuart cannot be by himself anymore. He's doing quite well, but there are just things that are just not safe for him to do. His ability to go to the bathroom was just getting too risky. So we were looking at other options for the bedside commode in the room and just looking at what are ways that we can make the environment safe for Stuart. So what can I do to make Stuart safer? So we had to revamp the environment. So at this time, we had a part-time caregiver who was there during those busy times of the day, but she would often leave once he got settled down and wife would probably come home three hours later, but he was at a point where he was safe and it was a way of them cutting the cost of having a caregiver there for these extended amounts of time. I'm going to fast forward to just recent now. Stuart really changed in the last several years. He was in and out of the hospital, just me now giving her some tips on some things to put in place and me going in and really showing her what to do and what things are just no longer options for Stuart right now. And looking at just taking shower transfers really out of the picture. Not because they were all in all that they couldn't be done. It's just that now Stuart was now resistant to doing things the correct way. While wife did have the shower stall installed with the built-in seat, with the grab bars in place, with the handheld shower, all of these things were in place that would allow Stuart to continue to be assisted into the shower and assisted with bathing. He would not let a caregiver do it. So that task was just solely put on his wife right now, which is really unfortunate because she had someone hired there who was really capable of doing that. But because of Stuart's modesty, he would not allow the caregiver to do it. So it became another thing that the wife was now doing and and really then it became a point where it was no longer safe to do because now Stuart was saying I want it done this way despite being told that this is not the safe way to do it as a consultant it is my job to to first of all just listen and say why is it that we want it done this way and is there some kind of way we can compromise to say look This is not safe the way you're proposing to do it. And even going through this process, even with the sons involved and me verbalizing to the sons what is a safe technique and the sons following through on that and saying, yeah, that does work. But when it actually came down to doing the task, Stuart would revert to wanting to have that task done in an unsafe way. So all of this leading to a lot of stress on. Katie. 
As an occupational therapist, let me say that when something is no longer safe for the caregiver or the care recipient, then a boundary needs to be set. And this boundary was set by wife and son that said, Steward, this is no longer an option. We're now going to transition into the bed bath. And that's where they remained for now. I had, and as I'm hearing wife and coming back on the scene and listening to her heart, has she, she's just really sort of grieving all of these processes that are changing in their life. And part of it, she's having some guilt and feeling that why can't things stay the same? Why are things getting worse? Why is Stuart getting resistant? Why is there some anger there from him? Why is he lashing out at different things? She has recently hired a caregiver who is working, I think, nine hours a day. But even with that, Stuart is not allowing the caregiver to do as much as can be done to take some of the distress off of Katie. So Katie is now at the point where she is saying, I want to give this one more try. And with that, she has revealed to me that she's spoken with her son. And her son is in his early 30s. I want to say son is 33 years old. And son is saying, Mom, you have done enough. Mom, you are tired. Mom, you've been doing this for years. You need to let it go. Dad is too much. And in that last ditch effort, she consulted me. She says, no, I want you to work with me. I want you to go through my day. And I want to see what is it that I can change to further the ability for me to care for Stuart at home. So in looking at the layout of the day and looking at her work schedule, while she is not working every day, she is working four days a week. They are long days. <laughs> and when she comes home, she is just exhausted. And she is starting to have some health problems. She is starting to feel a need to really help out more with the grandchildren. She is now feeling that she is missing out on some things that she would like to participate in. And she's now starting to feel some resentment at being a caregiver. So in our conversations recently, we really began to unpack her day, looking at the things that must be done in the course of the day to take care of Stuart. And we're looking at many modifications, training with the new caregiver, looking at other setups of the day. You know, Stuart even exploring the option of Stuart getting some some counseling. That, and I had explored this in the past, but Stuart wasn't receptive to it and is still resistant to really talking to someone about his feelings, about the things that he's experiencing in, in the grieving processes as he's going through, as he's seen his ability to take care of himself gradually, no, rapidly diminish. So in saying all of this, I am really working hard in setting up a day, a strategy, some boundaries within the scope of the day for Katie. And Katie is learning to let some things go. Katie is also seeing that she 
has a level of expectation from uh, stewards that he cannot attain. And as much as Katie is fighting to hold on to what used to be, she's also struggling with the thought of what are people now going to say? Is she a failure? How is she going to be viewed by the outside? You know, luckily, she has children who understand. They have done their parts. They were there. They, you know, she had a son who moved from college back to an in-state college to be there to assist with dad. She has a daughter who comes over to provide her relief so that she can do things, so she can get out, so that she can socialize. I mean, she's had the most wonderful support, but it's all been very limited. And now Stuart's needs are much greater. So not really knowing the full outcome of this story with Katie, my endeavor right now is to go in and continue to assess and evaluate all of those activities that are comprised in the day, in the life of Katie and Stuart, and seeing what are those tasks that really need to continue, that are really safe to continue, that need to continue. What are some things that Stuart can still gain a, a sense of pride in accomplishing? What are those activities outside of Stuart that Katie needs to be involved in. And those are the things that we're starting to explore. And right now, I'm just excited that Katie, regardless of how this turns out, she is exploring and her sons have really just been really instrumental in this, is that they have property that can be liquidated and using those funds to provide increased assistance in the house. Increased assistance in a way that is still available even when Katie's not at work. They are looking at some structural changes to the house to allow for a different access into the house, into a different area of the house that is set up for Stuart that will also allow wife to feel like she has her independence and privacy from the always presence of a of a caregiver. So they're all ready exploring that option. And I'm very excited about that as being an option on the table for them. And I'm very honored that they've included me in that and to having some input into how that is going to be set up. And I'm just really proud of Katie in her letting go and her being able to say, my love for Stuart is not determined by how much of my life that I allow to continue to die in order that he can still live here with me. So that is a big start, a big accomplishment for her to come to that realization in her heart. And my job as an occupational therapist is to help her in that process by helping her to develop that plan, that everyday plan, that will allow her to have that peace of mind and to have that freedom to put all of these pieces together and to feel still that she is being the wife and she's providing the care 
that she can give. And for her to know that the care that she could give 10 years ago is equal to the 100% that she's giving now, although the quantity of care is not the same. Her 100% then was good enough, and the 100% that she can give now, and that it is also good enough. So I look forward to continuing continuing this journey with the two of them, and I wish them the most success. And I hope as you're listening to this story, that you're able to see pieces of your caregivingness in, in the story, and you're able to see that caregiving is ever-changing, that it evolves, and that you have to move when it is moving, that things cannot stay the same, but you have to find a peace in knowing that you can only do what you can do, and that you've got to find a way of finding the resources to help you transition when it's time to move from the place you're at to a better place for you and for them. So, Thanks for tuning in to Finding a Foothold, and it's my desire that you find your foothold in your caregiving story, and I invite you again to, to tune in again, again with us next week. And if you are a caregiver, and there are pieces to your caregiving story that you just don't like where they're headed, and you would like to change the script in those little areas of your caregiving story, give me a call. You can start by simply just calling the call-in line by visiting the website and just asking the question. And I can answer the question in a podcast, just giving you little tips and strategies that can just steer you in another direction, a better direction. And if you need more extensive coaching, if you want someone who can guide you through the various stages of your caregiving story, I want you to reach out to me by visiting the consult page and schedule a free consult. You have nothing to lose. I would love to talk to you and hear your heart and hear your story and see if we would be a good fit to work together to see you change how your caregiving story evolves. So reach out. I love to hear from you. And thanks again for tuning in to Finding a Foothold. Take care. Have a good day.